0: Section thirty eight of the Minister's Wooing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Minister's Wooing by Harriet Beecher Stowe, Chapter Thirty Three. Enfant, chere Sibylle, said Madame de Frontenac, when Mary came out of the room with her cheeks glowing and her eyes flashing with a still, unsubdued light, Te voila encore what did he say mamie did he ask for me yes said mary he asked for you what did you tell him i told him that you wished me to excuse you how did he look then did he look surprised a good deal so i thought said mary allo mamie tell me all you said and all he said oh said mary i am the worst person in the world in fact i cannot remember anything that i have said but i told him that he must leave you and never see you any more oh mamie never madame de frontenac sat down on the side of the bed with such a look of utter despair as went to mary's heart you know that that is best virginie do you not oh yes i know it but it is like death to me ah oh, well what shall virginie do now you have your husband said mary i do not love him said madame de frontenac yes but he is a good and honourable man and you should love him love is not in our power said madame de Fratenac. not every kind of love said mary but some kinds if you have an indulgent friend who protects you and cares for you you can be grateful to him you can try to make him happy and in time you may come to love him very much he is a thousand times nobler man if what you say is true than the one who has injured you so oh mary said madame de Fatinac, there are some cases where we find it too easy to love our enemies more than that, said Mary, I believe that if you were to go on patiently in the way of duty and pray daily to God, that at last he will take out of your heart this painful love and give you a true and healthy one. As you say, such feelings are very sweet and noble, but they are not the only ones we have to live by. We can find happiness in duty, in self-sacrifice, in calm, sincere, honest friendship. That is what you can feel for your husband." your words cool me said madame de fraternac thou art a sweet snow maiden and my heart is hot and tired i like to feel thee in my arms she said putting her arms around mary and resting her head upon her shoulder talk to me so every day and read me good cool verses out of that beautiful book and perhaps by and by i shall grow still and quiet like you thus mary soothed her friend but every few days this soothing had to be done over as long as burr remained in newport when he was finally gone she grew more calm the simple homely ways of the cottage the healthful routine of daily domestic toils into which she delighted to enter brought refreshment to her spirits that fine tact and exquisite social sympathy which distinguishes the french above other nations caused her at once to enter into the spirit of the life in which she moved so that she no longer shocked anyone's religious feelings by acts forbidden to the puritan idea of the sabbath or failed in any of the exterior proprieties of religious life she also read and studied with avidity the english bible which came to her with the novelty of a wholly new book and in a new language nor was she without a certain artistic valuation of the austere precision and gravity of the religious life by which she was surrounded it is sublime but a little glacial like the alps she sometimes said to mary and mrs marvin when speaking of it but then she added playfully there are the flowers les roses des alpes and the air is very strengthening and it is near to heaven il faut avouer we have shown how she appeared to the eye of New England life. It may not be uninteresting to give a letter to one of her friends which showed how the same appeared to her. It was not a friend with whom she felt on such terms that her intimacy with Burr would furnish any allusions to her correspondence. You behold me, my charming Gabrielle, quite pastoral, recruiting from the dissipations of my Philadelphia life in a lovely quiet cottage with most worthy, excellent people." whom i have learnt to love very much they are good and true as pious as the saints themselves although they do not belong to the true church a thing which i am sorry for but then let us hope that if the world is wide heaven is wider and that all worthy and religious people will find room at last this is virginie's own little pet private heresy and when i tell it to the abbe he only smiles and so i think somehow that it is not so very bad as it might be we have had a very gay life in philadelphia and now i am growing tired of the world and think i shall retire to my cheese like la fontaine's rat these people in the country here in america have a character quite their own very different from the life of cities where one sees for the most part only a continuation of the forms of good society which exist in the old world in the country these people seem simple grave severe always industrious cold and reserved in their manners towards each other but with great warmth of heart they are all obedient to the word of their priest whom they call a minister and who lives among them just like any other man and marries and has children everything in their worship is plain and austere their churches are perfectly desolate they have no chants no pictures no carvings only a most disconsolate bare building where they meet together and sing one or two hymns and the minister makes one or two prayers all out of his own thoughts and then gives them a long long discourse about things which i cannot understand english enough to comprehend there is a very beautiful charming young girl here the daughter of my hostess who is as lovely and as saintly as saint catherine and has such a genius for religion that if she had been in our church she would certainly have made a saint her mother is a respectable and worthy matron and the good priest lives in the family i think he is a man of very sublime religion as much above this world as a great mountain but he has the true sense of liberty and fraternity for he has dared to oppose with all his might this detestable and cruel trade in poor negroes which makes us who are so proud of the example of america in asserting the rights of man so ashamed of her inconsistencies well now there is a little romance getting up in the cottage for the good priest has fixed his eyes on the pretty saint and has discovered what he must be blind not to see that she is very lovely and so as he can marry he wants to make her his wife and her mamma who adores him as if he were god is quite set upon it the sweet marie however has had a lover of her own in her little heart a beautiful young man who went to sea as heroes always do to seek his fortune and the cruel sea has drowned him and the poor little saint has wept and prayed her very life out on his grave till she is so thin and sweet and mournful that it makes one's heart ache to see her smile in our church gabrielle she would have gone into a convent but she makes a vocation of her daily life and goes round the house so sweetly doing all the little work that is to be done as sacredly as the nuns pray at the altar for you must know here in new england the people for the most part keep no servants but perform all the household work themselves with no end of spinning and sewing besides it is the true arcadia where you find refined and cultivated natures busying themselves with the simplest toils for these people are well-read and well-bred and truly ladies in all things and so, my little Marie and I, we feed the hens and chickens together, and we search for eggs in the hay in the barn, and they have taught me to spin at their great wheel, and a little one, too, which makes a noise like the humming of a bee. But where am I? Oh, I was telling about the romance. Well, so the good priest has proposed for my Marie, and the dear soul has accepted him, as the nun accepts the veil, for she only loves him filially and religiously, and now they are going on in their way with preparations for the wedding they had what they call a quilting here the other night to prepare the bride's quilt and all the friends in the neighborhood came it was very amusing to see the morals of this people are so austere that young men and girls are allowed the greatest freedom they associate and talk freely together and the young men walk home alone with the girls after evening parties and most generally the young people, I am told, arrange their marriages among themselves before the consent of the parents is asked. This is very strange to us. I must not weary you, however, with the details. I watch my little romance daily and will let you hear further as it progresses. With a thousand kisses, I am ever your loving Virginie. End of section 38. Recording by Kathy Reynolds, Albany, New York.